Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and beer is one of our bare necessities. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. And we're the Drunk Guys, and we are back at Finback recording another short story. They let us back in. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like we never left. Uh, this time for Richard Kipling's Ricky Ticky Tavi. And uh, Eric, can you tell us about this beer that we're having here? Yeah, so we're, I, I made it all by myself with some help. Uh, so yeah, we're having the Shine and Shade. It's an IPA at 7.4%. We brewed it before, and we liked it. A lot of people seem to like it, so we uh, decided we wanted to brew it again and bring it back. Uh, it's been a while since we brewed it the last time. Uh, it's got Citra, Azaka, and Meridian hops in it, um, and there's no added fruit to it, but you get a real like melon kind of a fruit to it. It's one of those New England hazy style IPAs. It's not super bitter in the back of the throat. Uh, it's a nice, nice, easy drinking beer. Maybe if mm-hmm. you, even if you're down in India. Right. It's hot, so you gotta you gotta cool off. That's right. All that imperializing can make you work up a thirst. Mm-hmm. It is delicious, and I'm surprised that there's no fruit in here. This has a yeah. mm-hmm. very juicy, fruity, like citrusy flavor. I get. Yeah, I'm not too good at pinpointing what those flavors are usually. Yeah, I mean the citra hop is named because it gives it a little bit of that citrusiness to it. Um, but yeah, it's not like lemon, but yeah, yeah. It, it's very juicy though. This is great, and I'm surprised. Seven point four. That's a point where. Some uh, less less scrupulous brewers will start to call it a double IPA. Oh, not here. Shame. <laughs> Fake. They're just, you know. Fake brews. Fake <laughs> brews. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, Tiki, Tiki, Ricky, Tavi, Tiki, Tavi. Ricky, Tiki, Tavi. <laughs> Which apparently is the sound, the onomatopoeia of the sound a mongoose makes. I right. I looked I've, this up because I was like, what the hell was this story about? And that's something I read. I mean, did you listen to a mongoose or you read it? I read, uh, so actually what I found online was, uh, it was like a scan from a, a, like a middle school textbook uh, where this book, the story had been anthologized. And they were in the margins, little like, did you know? Or <laughs> really, this word means that. Or critical thinking, what do you think is going to happen next? Like that kind of crap. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I don't know. I had ace seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> Digging deep into the short story. Yeah. Um, so it takes place in India, I guess, around the time it was written. So that's about 1900 or yeah. so. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, really from the perspective of a bunch of uh, animals. Yeah, it's really basically like from the perspective of the mongoose. Maybe that's why it's important. I mean, there's the mongoose literature scene is very limited. So this <laughs> yes. is like the mongoose ur text <laughs> that people can look to. And mm-hmm. uh, the mongoose somehow ingratiates himself into this family's home and he becomes like a pet. Well, in India, there are a lot of snakes, and a lot of them are poisonous. And so it is definitely uh, worrying having, having poisonous snakes kill people in your home is a thing people do have to worry about in India. And so mongoose, mong- mongoosei, mongoose, mongoose, <laughs> mongooses, they are, there are predators specializing in chasing things down holes like snakes. Like, uh, so they're, they really... <laughs> no. What? Is it, uh, no, never mind. <laughs> I think I was wrong. I was mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so they are predators specializing in hunting snakes. So it's a really good, I, I would think if there are a lot of poisonous snakes around, it's a really good you know, animal just to have around. Aren't they just horrible ferret weasels? <laughs> well, I mean, if you see a baby mong, mong guy <laughs> on the side of the road, you got to take it home, right? Yeah. And, and then they let it, it sleep with their kid. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
or give your kid rabies, but it won't get, it won't die of snake bites. And yeah, they, pretty much. They feed it like raw meat, and then it loves it. And they're like, "Oh, how cute! It's bloodthirsty. <laughs> It'll make a great pet for Junior." I forget what the kid's name is. Theodore, something like that. Teddy. Yeah. Teddy. There. Yeah, but I like that he was like, "Oh, I'm not going to eat all the meat because I need to stay sharp. I need to oh. say, I need to say, stay thin." Because <laughs> as a fat mongoose loses the fight against a snake, he's on the keto diet. Yeah, he's, he's like preparing for the big fight. I got to make weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he find the two snakes are uh, Nag and uh, Nagina. Nagina. And uh, <laughs> that's how I read it. I read Nagina the whole time. I knew that. I was like, that's, that's Nagina. That's what it's called. And uh, <laughs> that's, what, that's what it said in your seventh grade textbook. It's like a kid had crossed it out and wrote Nagina every time. <laughs> that was weird. Like, this kid's going places. <laughs> <laughs> So you see, I thought, well, okay, in Harry Potter, what's the snake called? Uh, Nag, Nagina, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought that I made that connection, too. I was like, oh, J.K. Rowling, your clever illusions strike back with what Nagini is the uh, is Voldemort snake that uh, is, uh, is like his, his girlfriend. <laughs> so this is Nagina. Anyway, so the mongoose, it comes into the house as a baby, and the family is like, oh, it'll save us from, it'll, you know, be there to defend from the snakes, and it's apparently... Very friendly, as you know, a wild animal could be, I guess. And if, then if you get it, a handful of raw meat every so often, that really seals the deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I keep all those raccoons as pets. The uh, Ricky Tiki Tabby, the the mongoose, it first fights the uh, the first snake, the male snake, the male cobra. Yeah, and that gets enormous. It's five feet long. It's the size of a large munchkin. But, you know, a poisonous, Very extremely poisonous. Son of a bitch. Extremely poisonous snake. So it fights it and wins. By biting its head in a jar, right? It comes into the house mm-hmm. and it like, so I'm going to hide in this jar or like... It was retreat. hiding around the water jar, the water jug or whatever yeah. it was. It felt like it was coiled up around the jar. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to hide here and they're not going to see it in the morning. I'm going to eat them, motherfuckers. And so Mercury Tiki Tiki, I'm going to just jump onto the back of his head and I'll bite. And that'll do it. Mm-hmm. And then the owner comes in, right, and kills yeah. it. Well, well Ricky Tiki Tabby, like, d- puts up a pretty fierce fight. And then the owner comes in with a shotgun and shoots it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to diminish the, uh, the accomplishments well, of the mongoose. Ricky <laughs> says he killed it. Yeah, right. I swear it was me, guys. He was already dead when he shot it. Mm-hmm. Just ask anyone who was there. And then, uh, and so that was first. And then, but the problem is the, 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 the wife, the female snake. Yeah, what's her name again? <laughs> Nagina uh, is going to, like, wants revenge. As you know, you would. Because she has her, her brood is about to hatch. Mm-hmm. So uh, Ricky was, sneaks out, what, at night to hunt the other snake or something like that? Maybe to, it wasn't at night. There's something with a bird. Yeah. I forgot what happened to that bird, actually. The bird just, like, said stuff. I don't know. It shit-talked. It yep. was a distraction. Well, Pretty much. their baby got eaten at the beginning by Nag. Right, and yes. So Ricky's like, well, I'm going to take care of this. And then he does, and then they're like, and then I think he even was like, well, now I got to go deal with her. And she was like mourning because like he was, his nag's body was on the burn pile because the sweeper, <laughs> the sweeper came by and threw him out. So, yeah. Like, well, you're not going to finish that dead snake? Um, <laughs> yeah. And then like. You going to finish that? Yeah. The male bird just sang g- gibberish, essentially. Yeah, like yeah. mournful gibberish. It's like the worst spiritual. Yeah. He's just singing sad songs, but actually the words don't make any sense. <laughs> but the female bird. Key. Yeah. So, female bird is pretty sharp. 
So Ricky goes into the, the snake's nest and kills all the eggs and like eats one. them except for one. <laughs> he just, but it's, it's like very methodical. He's, he doesn't actually eat all the eggs. He's just like, I'm going to abort each one of these snakes right now. Yep. And he just pokes a hole in each one of them like he's, you know, on a mission to euthanize the world, of sna- the snake world. And he's like, I'll save one, though, for my master plan. Because back in the house, Nagina is basically terrorizing the family. Yeah, she's the got the family them of humans got them cornered, and then she's gonna clearly kill one of them, one of the p- humans. I mean, and then uh, Ricky bursts in. He's got the egg in his mouth. He's like, "Ah, you'll come either if you kill them, you'll have to save your child. You won't be able to. So do this instead." I don't know. Distracts yeah. distracts Nagina with the egg, and then kills her too. Well, the the sea killer or does the owner shoot it again or hits it with a stick or something, doesn't it? Something like that. So I think again, I think he, he also, like, he also like he gets the assist. Her. I think he yeah. doesn't really do the kill. I don't remember. Yeah, I know. I, he, I know either. he bites her. I remember he dances around. But he's got the egg. But it's amazing he could say all that with the egg in his mouth. He's a very articulate mongoose, whose name uh, who's named after the chittering sound he makes. <laughs> but, but he can get all that out with a mouthful of eggs. And then they kill her, and that's the end. Yeah. And then everyone's like, "Oh, yay! Thank you, Ricky. You're the best mongoose." And then they give him a handful of meat. And I, so I didn't read this far ahead in the children's book version to know what the analysis questions were at the end. But what the fuck was the point of reading that story? Why is that such a popular story? Uh, so, okay. <laughs> I don't know because I thought it was kind of silly. But when I, was, uh, when I was reading it, I was thinking it was kind of a lot like Beowulf. I could be imagining this, this oh, connection. Oh, I totally thought that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could be imagining this, and this, was, it, and this was not at all what was intended. But anyway, so Ricky is Beowulf. The family are like the Geats. They're the other Vikings there. And then... Uh, Can we find Nag- a, a, an, an Indian name? Like, could they be the, the Gurpreets or some other similar word that could make this make go, it work better? Go with it, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Nag and Nagina are Grendel and Grendel's wife, or Grendel's mother, sorry, Grendel's mother. So it's not a, one, it's, it's not a perfect one-to-one uh, connection there, but Ricky comes in, and the family's in trouble because they've been being terrorized by this monster, and he comes in and kills it. Oh, but wait, there's in the middle of the night, right, and saves everybody, just like in Beowulf, and then, oh, wait, but then there's another one. Turns out it's the, the mate and not the mother, but so we're just missing the second half of the story where Ricky Tiki Dabi dies from fighting a dragon. Yeah. Left that part out. And as an old mongoose of 12. <laughs> and, and <laughs> 12 months. Yeah. No. <laughs> but, but in the story, to, not, I mean, I did not make this connection of Beowulf, but Beowulf doesn't need anybody's help killing the things. He fucks them up on his own. True. Yeah. He just basically rips Grendel's arm off. Yeah. And fists it to death. <laughs> Pretty much. It does, yeah. Although, apparently, in the story, he was already, the, the first snake was already dead without any help. The he first killed, snake? He killed Nag by himself. That's what he claims, though. <laughs> He's a bullshit artist. It's a five-month-old mongoose. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, been housebroken. But at the end, I mean, I can totally see that. Now, so, it, is that, a, I mean, it's hard to know if this is intentional, or is it that this is just a universal kind of story? Could like, be. Could very well be. Archetype kind of thing. I had to get old Joseph Campbell and shit, but could it be that this is a, mm-hmm. a standard format of, of myth? I don't know. I don't, yeah, I was like, am I The s- mongoose with a thousand faces? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I was, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm missing all the symbolism. You know, like, 
the mongoose is India and the snake is whatever was going on and when this is written. And the snake is imperialism. Yeah, that's, that's what I was looking kind for. Kind of what I, I was like, is that what? And I was like, am I just stretching way too hard? And, and then then I was like, Disney wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's part of the Jungle Book. So I wonder, having not read anything else in that, if there's some other significance that could be gained from reading the whole book. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But this is a very commonly anthologized short story, you know, collected for middle schoolers to read even. So if there's some sort of meaning, like, like you can't expect a middle schooler to get all of that shit. Like, they're not going to know about Beowulf. They're also not going to understand imperialism. So what the hell is there in it, except for, like, maybe a hero's story or... A, yeah, like, loss of family, protection of family. It's just a great vehicle to teach them about death, personific- anthropomorph- anthropomorphizing animals. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was okay for what it was. I mean, it wasn't great. I wouldn't rush off to read the rest of the Jungle Book based off uh, of this. I actually liked it. I mean, I enjoyed it when I was done with it. I was like, oh, that's cute. Like, I don't know. I think I maybe made him look like, uh, I don't know, but what is the thing that's in, like, Frozen or whatever, the weasel? I don't know. He looked Ice cute. Age? Yeah, Ice Age. He looked a little cuter in my head than probably he did <laughs> in real life. Oh, they're horrifying creatures. Yeah. I don't know. No, they're not. Mongoose? They kill snakes, dude. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like, think that yeah. Like, they, they go directly from ripping a snake's throat out, which I guess is its whole belly, because they must have a very long throat. Think about it. But it rips out its, it rips its head off, and then is like cuddly with its bloody maw. Like, oh, come here, little mongoose. Both warm, dogs warm and, my feet. <laughs> both dogs and cats are predators. Yeah, but we've bred dogs into being really dumb. <laughs> we have. That helps. We just got to start in on the mongoose. Yeah. That's the next step in uh, human domestication uh, that we need to work on. Oh, Neolithic man, you only got so far. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just, I don't know what the point of the story is. I mean, it was yeah. fine. It yeah. wasn't like offensively know. bad, no. like a lot of other short stories we read have been. I understood the, at least the plot of the story. If there's a greater significance, I missed it. But you, I agree. you could tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc or on Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbc. Book club uh, slash drunk book club. Oh, there yeah. it is. That's how it works. And uh, if you Google, listen, just this Google far, it. If you listen this far, please leave a review. And uh, we won't destroy all the eggs of your children <laughs> if you do that. Just if you give it five stars. And uh, thanks again to uh, Finback for letting us hang out here. And uh, thanks, Eric. Thank you, Eric, for joining us. Oh, glad glad to have you guys back. Something tells me we'll be back again. And thanks for listening. <laughs>